0: a very good evening to you. Here we are once again on a Friday evening on Manx Radio. Nine o'clock. It can only mean one thing. It's time for the best music this side of... anywhere, really. It's Sweet and Swing. And this evening... We'll be continuing to jazz the classics. A little retrospective. Call it what you will. More from Flanders and Swan. A bit of Jack Buchanan. But for now... Get out of town. Don't take it personally. I don't mean it. I don't mean it. Or if you are leaving town, just bring your radio or your laptop or your smart speaker or DAV radio, whatever the case may be. We're on all of these things. DAB, online, smartphone apps, AM thirteen sixty-eight, FM, 89, 89.5, 97.2, 103.7. Now the list goes on and on and on. Smart speaker. Don't understand half of them. You might just have a wireless, which is probably the best way, realistically. As long as you can hear me, that's the main thing. Lovely to have your company. As always here on Sweet and Swing, our favourite spot of the week. Well, my favourite spot of the week, other than jumping in, and I hope it's yours as well. And if you haven't tried jumping in, you're feeling adventurous, give it a whiz. Very different, I grant you, because it's the opposite end of the spectrum in many ways. It's modern and contemporary jazz. But you know what? Some of the artists we feature even here on Sweet and Swing... I think they would have enjoyed some of the music because an awful lot of them were very forward-looking and forward-thinking and would have moved with the times had they been able to go on forever, (laughs) as we all wish we could, and none of us can. So, you know, try it out. You're not going to like everything. You might not like anything. I don't know, but it doesn't cost you anything realistically, does it? Give it a whiz. Go on, I dare you. Nine o'clock on a Saturday evening with Brother Chris jumping in the sister programme to Sweet and Swing. Anyway, there we go. Nice way to get going. Get out of town. Jack Hilton with uh, Dolly Elsie taking the vocals. And of course, Dolly Elsie, well known to Jack Hilton, particularly well known realistically because, of course, it was his younger sister. That's right. You remember that, don't you? Uh, I'm sure you do. First uh, broadcast uh, with Bertini in, 19, in the early 1930s and then married Bertini's drummer, Norman Vickers, changed her name so that she didn't want to be very wisely known as sort of, oh yeah, Jack Hilton's little sister, so took a totally different a stage name, but did stay with him for quite some time, sang with his second orchestra, the Billy turnant led touring band also with Jack himself as we heard there during the war, she was with Billy Cotton and uh, with Charles Smart, the organ player, and his son Harold during their early morning programmes, and then when Jack hung up his baton after several of the band were called up during the war of course, that one from 1939 so this would be about 1940-odd, she became Billy Cotton's first permanent singer after Vera Lynn, yes, Vera Lynn, was shown the door, (laughs) after just a week, a few years earlier. Mm. Yeah, she had quite a few uh, variety engagements, but then uh, retired at the back end of the war, and very sadly, something I'm afraid remains true today, she um, had cancer and uh, died relatively young, but a great voice and another sort of Rochdale accent, a northern accent that I think was quite popular in many ways as well. Crossing the continent next, we're going to do... Uh, this is another one I found. I don't know that I've dug this one out before, actually. A collection of some American big bands. Stan Kenton, Ray Anthony, Les Brown, and his band of renown, of course. And this gentleman, who we have featured once or twice before, not, I think, from this collection. Billy May. And he's going to have... It might be a bit early in the evening for you. I don't know. Or maybe too late. Cocktails for two. version of that very nice indeed billy may and his orchestra cocktails for two and if you've never heard the spike jones take on that it's worth digging out i dare say if you haven't got the uh, 78 from the shellac or the vinyl or the cd you might be able to find it online as most things are these days a quick sort of googling someone like youtube and your chances are someone will have uploaded the vinyl and uh, look for yes it's just spike jones cocktails for two a rather different take in the usual. They could all play the Spike Jones boys, but mad as a bunch of frogs. Uh, wonderful. I remember the old maestro playing that one way back. It used to be a, quite a favourite, particularly the guy who sort of went. B-lubber, 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 b-lubber. I can't do it, but uh, you'd have to listen to it to get the uh, to get the gist of it. If you've ever heard Spike Jones and his City Slickers more tracks are trashed as well with Gay Abandon it has to be said uh, I mentioned Billy Cotton a while back I thought yeah, we have, have we had Billy on recently doesn't jump to mind one way or another so well, we have or we haven't can you have too much Billy Cotton of course the answer is no not on Sweet and Swing and I don't remember playing this one for quite some time uh, Breezy on the vocals Alan Breeze Kiss Me Goodnight Sergeant Major <laughs>
1: came in one night full of cheer and very bright he'd been out all day upon the spree he bumped into sergeant's mech put his arms around his neck and in his ear he whispered tenderly kiss me goodnight sergeant major tuck me in my little wooden brain. we all love you sergeant major when we hear you morning surely don't forget to wake me in the morning and bring me round a nice or cavalry. kiss me goodnight sergeant major sergeant major be a mother to me kiss me goodnight sergeant major love me my poor plates of meat on Oh kiss me good night, Sergeant Major. And don't forget to shut the blinking door. I want to dream of dear old happy emstead. The and bush ain't half the place for me. Cook Oh, no. Kiss me good night, Sergeant Major. Sergeant Major, be a mother to me.
0: Quite a character, Breezy, Alan Breeze. And I'm just looking at a picture of him with uh, Kathy Kay singing Any Old Iron from a 1963 Billy Cotton band show. Uh, he originally trained up as an opera singer, would you believe, but changed genres, uh, or genres, I should say, and then went on to work with Billy for some 40 years. That's amazing, isn't it? Uh, I can't quite imagine that, a long time, longer than I've been at Max Radio, put it that way, quite a bit longer, uh, as it turns out, I can't imagine that at all, but um, yeah, you know what, being the way things are, ageism, I don't know if you can get away with it now, but we still have ageism going on now, and certainly back in the day, when it was a case of, yeah, it, you wouldn't have thought of it, but that was the way it worked, if you got a bit too old, and it was um, Bill's, uh, Billy Cotton Jr., as it was then, who was uh, head of of BBC Light Entertainment so Billy's son who decided that Alan was too old for the Billy Cotton Band Show sounds harsh doesn't it, you always like to think times would have been nicer then and but no not really, as I say it's just the, it's just the clothes that change human nature stays very much the same so yes, so he worked 40 years with her dad and then dad's son thinks yeah, well he's done 40 years he's now too ancient for your show so we're going to sack him off, which they did And it's claimed that both he and Billy Senior separately separately went home and cried, but the show went on. didn't stop him sacking him, just went home and cried in any case. Uh, And then, of course, Billy, I think, Bill Cotton Senior, died at a boxing match. Big fan of the uh, pugilistic arts, I believe, wasn't he? And all things speed and such like, and, yeah, died very suddenly watching a boxing match, which put an end to the whole thing. Uh, Billy Cotton Junior went on for some time, but, yes, does sound a little harsh, doesn't it? Uh, ageism and the entertainments and the arts and such like has gone on for a long time, hasn't it? And uh, I sometimes think, well, maybe there's something to be said for quitting whilst you're on top, and a few people have famously done that. Artie Shaw, we often quote on this show, don't we, who packed in when he was in his prime, mostly because he was a perfectionist and such like, but uh, so you're never remembered for anything other than being at the top of your game, which I suppose is something, but equally, you might have had years more in your career and who knows where you might have gone. Jess Stacy was one of those under heroes, I think, who uh, contributed so much, particularly with uh, Benny Goodman, of course, but a fine player in his own right. And this is a lovely little collection on the Living Era label of great performances uh, between the mid-30s and mid-40s, which revels in the name of Ecstasy. Ecstasy, yeah, yeah, see what he's done there. Good, isn't it? Down to Steamboat, Tennessee, finds him with Lee Wiley, and also Muggsy
2: Spanier. In the morning, baby, just for a day Someone will get me and take me away Dee-dee. A woman won't need a man They say the times are coming when a woman won't need a man
0: Oh, it may be possible not to like that, but I can't really imagine it whether you're a jazz fan or not. Beautiful, just lovely vocals, great playing from Muggsy Spanier. Super sound from Lee Wiley on the vocals there. Uh, just a perfect little trio, just everyone balancing out. No one hogging the line. Like everyone balancing out. And uh, every word beautifully enunciated as well there, and a super bluesy feel. Steamboat, Tennessee, down to Steamboat, Tennessee. Lee Wiley on the vocals, Muggsy Spanier cornet and... T- Jess Stacy, uh, the man whose album this is from, uh, on the piano. And as Vic Willoughby remarks in the notes to this, uh, uh, Stacy's greatness, he says, as an accompanist, expanded as the musicians around him decreased in numbers. In the Commodore studios with Lee Wiley and Muggsy Spani, he produced support figuration of the highest standard in the singer's interpretation of Down to Steamboat Tennessee. Every vocal phrase anticipated and cushioned by the jazz piano of infinite subtlety and vital stimulation, as indeed are the solos of Muggsy Spanier. Can't disagree with that. greater man than I. They're terrific stuff. Thoroughly enjoyable. Really, I like that one. Very nice indeed. It is Sweet and Swing H with you through until the top of the hour. Lovely to have your company as ever. And, of course, anything you've liked, anything you don't like, anything you'd like to hear more of, or perhaps something you've not heard at all on the programme, or for an awfully long time, or something, a piece of music you've not heard, a favourite music back in the day, if that day was in the 30s or 40s, or perhaps into the 50s. I think we go that far. Dare I say 60s? Is that too modern? I don't know. Anyway, you know what I mean. If there's anything you'd like to get in contact about, please do drop me a line any time you fancy. Howard Kane, and that's Howard Kane at manxradio.com. All One word, lowercase, Howard Kane. The Kane was with an e c a i n e at manxradio.com. And uh, let me know what you're thinking or anything you'd like to hear. It'd be lovely to hear from you. Uh, very nice. Or, of course, cards of any kind or pieces of paper or letters, always very welcome. Basil and Bond, fag packets, lovely cards like from John, etc. etc. You know, the, the drill. But do you like to put pen to paper? Not many people do these days, but it's a bit of a dying art, but lovely to see it in any case. And it's uh, Howard, Sweet and Swing, Manx Radio, Broadcasting House, Douglas Head, Douglas in the Isle of Man, and the postcode IM for Mike, 1, 5, B for Bravo, W for Whiskey is the postcode. be lovely to hear from you. Jazz in the classics then, uh, our new little sort of retrospective. This is another one I blew the dust off. I've blown the cover off now as well. It's falling right off that CD. That's bad news, isn't it? I'd be in trouble for that. Well, I would be, were it not for the fact it's mine. (laughs) Don't tell anyone. Uh, Jazzing the Classics, vintage style. One I found when I was trying to put them into some sort of order and failing. Uh, I need to give up a few hours on a wet weekend one day and get them all sorted out. But Jazzing the Classics, living era CD, the music of Grieg, Chopin and Tchaikovsky, Rachmaninoff and Rimsky-Korskov. Performed by Tommy Dorsey, Frank Sinatra, Glenn Miller, Jimmy Dorsey, Bing Crosby, etc. Not all together in the same band, you understand, but sort of mixed. So what are we going to have? How about this one then, the Anvil Chorus? Yeah, normally spotted in the Opera House. On this particular occasion, Glenn Miller and his orchestra. Verdi, like you've never heard him before, I suspect, and maybe won't again, who knows. Uh, (laughs) The Anvil Chorus, by Verdi, of course, but performed there by Glenn Miller and his orchestra, an arrangement by Jerry Gray. Terrific stuff, great sound, I must admit, I really enjoyed that, recorded in New York in 1940. Glenn Miller on trombone, of course, and then uh, quite a few of the usual ones. Billy May features in there as well on the uh, trumpet, I think. And then you've got the likes of Tex Benneker on uh, tenor sax, and Chummy McGregor at the piano, Jack Lathrop on uh, guitar, and uh, Morris uh, on or Purthill, I should say, on the drums. Great sound. Uh, more from that next week. I think uh, I was looking at, there's all sorts of uh, lovely tracks in here. We have the Blue Danube last week didn't you but there's also a song of india and skaters waltz in swing time i thought we might have uh, john kirby with his uh, string bass and orchestra john kirby and anitra's dance maybe we'll have that next week if i remember lovely song i used to be able to play that on the piano back in the day suspect i can't now if i'm really honest anyway we'll see and now some jack buchanan we haven't had jack buchanan on the show for quite some time uh, another one that, uh, as I've been trying to sort of correlate these CDs up here at the Black Satanic Tower, I keep bumping into things thinking, oh, I haven't seen that one before. Well, I don't think that's seen the light of day, judging by the layer of dust on the top in quite some time. So this is uh, living uh, quite a few living era. I know we used a lot of those uh, uh, CDs I think they're still going we get some great stuff from avid these days but in any case this is jack buchanan elegance and a great picture of jack on the front of this one and this is a happy little medley i think so what one two three four tracks might feature there see if you can recognize them
3: dancing till I met you. It never found me until I felt your arms around me, this grace for dancing. I loathed it too, but now I've got it badly, rather madly, just cause I met you. I will meet her And her mother comes too It's a to see her Still her mother comes too And when they're visiting me We finish afternoon tea She loves to sit on my knee And her mother does, too. We buy her through, so. And her mother comes, too. Us not to do so. Still, her mother comes, too. She simply can't take a snub. I go and sulk at the club. Then have a bath and a rub, and her brother comes too. Fancy our meeting, or just one fond greeting, when days are so fleeting and few. But I seeming with an old thought of scheming, a dream worth the dreaming. Just one a greeting, we two. <laughs>
0: Way ahead of a uh, ELO with "Please Turn Me Over," uh, Jack Buchanan back in. Uh, have we got a date on this one? Uh, I think I might have. Let's take a look. Uh do do Yeah, 1933. So he's about. Uh, oh, I don't know, 50 years, 45 years ahead of ELO when they "Please Turn Me Over." More on the other side. You can think of one. Bear Wonderful stuff. Um, Jack Buchanan hadn't had a on for quite some time and as it uh, suggests, uh, I think it's Brian Rust wrote the notes and he says quite uh, pithily, when a major star arises in the American entertainment firmament, inevitably it seems, one other arises in Britain, of whom it will be said he or she was Britain's answer to so-and-so. So thus Al Bowley was Britain's answer to Bing Crosby, for example. Someone once implied that Jack Buchanan was England's answer to Fred Astaire well, it should be the other way around. And in any case, Jack Buchanan was a Scot <laughs> and also predated Fred Astaire. So, yes, Fred copied Jack, not the other way around, it seems. Uh, so, born in Helensburgh, he was in uh, 1890, a decade earlier than uh, Fred Astaire. And Jack's dad was an auctioneer. Young Jack started work, working life in the same capacity but uh, didn't last long. He tried to be uh, a comedian, of the stand-up kind. This is early part of the 20th century in uh, Scotland. Ooh, that must have been hard work. Um, Yeah, he didn't like it either by the looks of it because that was fairly short-lived and then decided London might offer better prospects for a young song and dance uh, man. So he went there in 1913 and secured a position as understudy to Vernon Watson. Later to become famous as, of course, do you remember? Vernon Watson became Nosmo King. Nosmo King. His name taken... Uh, the so the story goes, from a pair of swing doors which had the words No Smoking written across them, but when you separated them, it said Nosmo on one side and King on the other, and that's where he decided to take his name. I love that thought, Nosmo King. Uh, and uh, yes, so he worked with him, and then he um, appeared in the review of the Old Empire called All the Winners, and was a great success. Tried to get into the forces... I know, you wouldn't think you'd want to, would you? But, of course, everyone did at the time, very patriotic. But he wasn't allowed to join the fighting forces in the First War because of medical reasons. So uh, his next step was to understudy another person of great renown, Jack Hulbert and uh, Ivor Novello as well, the occasion was card of the audience. Songwriter Ivor Novello, and after the performance, he introduced himself to the young Buchanan and suggested that he might call on George Grossmith when next in London. Jack did so and was buoyed up at the prospect of meeting one of his idols. When the meeting took place, Grossmith immediately cast him in his own part when the show went on tour. All those little wonderful stories associated with some of these people in any case. Might keep that one in the bag for now, shall we? Pay another little bit of uh, Jack Buchanan. Why not? I haven't had any for some time. Right, enough of my yakking, as they say. How about uh, a little bit of the man in the pork by hat, Lester Young. Good bit of swing stuff, I think, is what we need, isn't it? So how about this one? Swinging at Newport. How about that then? The man in the pork pie hat, of course, Lester Young at uh, Newport with Count Basie and the boys. So, yeah, not a bad little lineup, that is it, when you think about it. Lester Young with Count Basie as well. So, the likes of uh, Frank Foster, Illinois Jacquet, Bill Graham, Charlie Foulkes. Uh, who else was there? Thad Jones, Wendell Cudley, Henry Coker, Count Basie himself, of course, on piano, Freddie Green. And the guitar, and uh, Joe Jones, I think, on drums, on that one as well. Not bad, eh? Not bad. Pretty good. Pretty good lineup, I would say. Wouldn't have minded seeing that band live. And as you can hear from the audience, went down rather well. Right, we better have a bit of Flanders and Swan before we run out of time. So we've been looking or having a dip into a wonderful box set complete Flanders and Swan I used to love them as a child and we also used to do them in cabaret a bit uh, my brother and uh, the old maestro and myself back in the day and I've been trying to concentrate a bit more on some of the lesser heard ones in this little sort of uh, mini series uh, that said um, I think there's something to be said for playing some of the slightly better known ones as well so here's one we did used to do and you might know uh, it as well.
4: Here's another animal song. A year ago, last Thursday, I was strolling in the zoo when I met a man who thought he knew the lot. He was laying down the law about the habits of baboons, or the number of quills a porcupine has got. So I asked him, What's that creature there? He answered, yeah, uh, it's a hulk. I might have gone on thinking that was true. If the animal in question hadn't put that chap to shame and remarked, I ain't a hulk. I'm a ganoo. <laughs> I'm a ganoo. I'm a ganoo. The ganoon worker work of g- nature in the zoo. I'm a ganoon. How do you do? You really ought to know who's who. I'm a ganoo, spelt G-N-U. I'm g- not a camel or a kangaroo. So let me introduce, I'm g- neither man or moose. So oh, ganoo, 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 I'm a ganoo. I had taken furnished lodgings down at Rustington-on-Sea. Whence so I travelled on to Ashton under Lyme, it was actually. And the second night I stayed there, I was wakened from a dream, which I'll tell you all about some other time. Among the hunting trophies on the wall above my bed, stuffed and mounted, was a face I thought I knew. A bison? No, it's not a bison. An ukapi? It's unlikely, really. Could it be a hearty beast? I seem to hear a voice I'm a gnu. I'm a gnu, A GANUVA gnu. I wish I could GANASH my teeth at you I'm a gnu. How'd do you do? You really ought to know who's wahoo. I'm a spelled G-N-U Call me Bison or a copy and I'll sue nor am I in the least like that dreadful hearty beast? I'm I'm
0: Absolutely classic stuff, and uh, as I say, we used to do that one back in the day in a Cabaret. Uh, Dad and my brother and myself amongst others, The Gas Man Cometh and Transport of Delight. And we might feature those. There's so many, but there's so many that for every one that sort of became a a big hit, there were a few that maybe didn't make it uh, the same, uh, to the same degree of popularity. So this was from the album A Drop of a Hat uh, from uh, 1956. I think that was uh, the Palace Gardens Terrace at Notting Hill Gate, uh, the new Lindsay Theatre, where the drop of the hat first saw (laughs) the dark of night, as it said. Sadly, the theatre was pulled down uh, many years ago, uh, so you won't actually see it there anymore. But this is where they first started with their drop of a hat, which uh, became a series then for 11 years as they went on. Uh, amazing stuff after the second week apparently a third week was booked uh, and they were getting £40 a week £40 yes one pair of night uh, a night a pair of managers arrived and suggested that our heroes took their fortune theatre and took their uh, uh, fortune to the theatre and continue there the fortune theatre that was vast compared with the new Lindsay capacity of 350 but a good size for cabaret entertainment and was situated opposite the stage door of Drury Lane Theatre, our house was quite recently, actually. They opened there uh, at the Fortune in January of 1957. On the opening night, it was full the second and third nights, again somewhat sparse, and after that a sell-out for over two years, well into 1959. And it's reported that one night almost the entire royal family was there, Singing mud, mud, glorious mud with with all the commoners. Would have been worth being there for that, wouldn't it? Seeing the uh, Queen and the Royal Family singing mud, mud, glorious mud. The hippopotamus, as it's actually known, soon became a classic uh, folk music, I suppose. And the one we've just heard, the GNU. Uh, As it says, always pronounced these days like a two syllable word, Gnu. I think it used to be new originally, isn't it? Gnu. I don't know how you pronounce it originally. I've always pronounced it Gnu, it has to be said. And it was the sort of act where it would go across all barriers, really, you know, every which way. So there was no sort of. It wasn't aimed at the upper class or the lower class. It was everyone. All sorts of people went went there. I think the phrase was sui genres, without genre. And I'm told that one night, the then-Prime Minister Harold Macmillan was there and asked how it was the two of them could hold an audience for two hours when he, the Prime Minister, couldn't hold the Commons for more than 20 minutes. Michael Flanders said, Try singing to them. Wouldn't mind seeing Rishi Sunak trying to sing to the Commons. Sort of thing Boris probably would have done, to be fair, but... Oh well. More from Michael Flanders and Donald Swan next week. And more of our jazzed-up classics. And who knows what else. It is that time of the year where there are a lot of bikes around. so look out for them. And I'll see you next time. Cheerio.